Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Beyond the Night, brought to you by the GCRN and Audible.com. I am one of your hosts, Jeff John Mike, and joining me is Dion the Music Man. Hello. Hey, what is going on? Well, not much. <laughs> it is a new year. Yes, the it Mayans is. The lied to us. <laughs> this is 2013. Uh... Uh, so yeah, new year. Uh, tons of Beyond the Night going to be going on. Uh, we're here to do the Season 2 recap of Knight Rider Classic and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, what what, are you, what have you been going on? What, what do you got going on over there besides uh, being sick like a dog? <laughs> uh, not too much. Just trying to get, you know, uh, trying to break this cough. And it's it's slowly breaking. But, you know, I yeah. I have, I think, found another place I want to live just got to save the money for it. Ah, uh, cool. We'll see. Yeah, moving sucks. It does. <laughs> but when you get done, it's kind of like, okay, I don't want to do this again. Not for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So as I said, we're going to be recapping Season 2 of Knight Rider Classic. Kit, hit the turbo boost. Test Goliath tomorrow. I expect him to be ready. By noon, as promised. Well, this shall be completely hard by then. Final code is scheduled to be applied at 8 a.m. It'll reach maximum density within an hour and a half. That's very good. What about the rockets? They're ready for installation. Proceed. Yes, sir. 
So first up, we're going to be talking about our favorite moments from Season 2. For me, anything to do with Garth and Goliath, uh, all of that stuff, that whole storyline was just absolutely awesome. Uh, obviously, uh, seeing Stevie again, that was great. And um, David Hasselhoff's singing career. <laughs> Exposed. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, and it really kind of goes without saying. Like, oh, what about all the stunts and the and the jumps and the turbo? I mean, that's that's just a for for me. I don't write that kind of stuff down because that's just a given in Knight Rider. Everyone's gonna love every time the every time Kit turbo boosts or every time ski mode is used or every time any of the gadgets are going to use. So, so yeah, what about you? What, what are your favorite moments from season two? Well, the fact that, yes, we find out that, you know, Michael has an evil twin brother and, of course, the Goliath stuff. Um, seeing Stevie, uh, yeah, finding out that David can't really sing and it's not lip syncing. Um, I just kind of found that funny. Uh, uh I also actually like the fact that season two didn't on as much of a flat note that season one did. Well, we to talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that last last episode, right? Last time, but... right? But I mean, it didn't end. It didn't end on like a flat, like a really huge flat note. I mean, there could have been some episodes that had that could have been turned around. Yeah, but you know. Well, like we said in episode 15, if you just flipped um, um, Let It Be Me and, and Big Iron, right. we, we would have been much happier um, with Let It Be Me being the season finale. Because, And I don't know if it was. And I know Knight Rider's a product of its time, just like most 80s shows are. Mm-hmm. But even some 80s shows back then, I don't know about the action ones, but 80s, 80s television in general, some of them actually did think about the season finale or the series finale, and some of them did go off without, you know, with a bang. And Knight Rider just, I don't know. And it's not necessarily that the, 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 the episodes, well, with the exception of that voodoo crap, um, <laughs> you, you know. It's not necessarily that the episodes are like Big Iron on its own is a great, it's a really fun episode to watch. Yes, it's it interesting, is. Yes. you know. So Big Iron is not a bad episode. It's just its placement was bad, you know. As we've said before, if they had, you know, put different episodes in different order, right? You know, not necessarily. Oh, hey, you need better writers, or oh, hey, you need better script producers, or you know, it's not that. It has to do with the order of where the episodes fell. In, in in the season, and and that's really you know. So what 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 else though? For favorite moments. Um. Wow, I, I guess the fact that um. We get to see some of the recurring actors and actresses. Uh, play different parts. Right, uh, right. Lance Legault, I think, was in season two, and he repli- he reprised a. He didn't reprise that role. Not well, reprised that role, but he, yeah. he came back to do another. Right, he he came back to do a different role. Same thing with um, what's her name? Um, oh, oh I see your man, face. I see your face because she played. Um, 
in the first season. Pamela's Pamela Susan Shoe. Yeah. Uh she comes back in season uh, uh season 4. Mhm. Uh-huh. Um and we we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get to that obviously, but that was the first person I thought of was uh, you know, someone that had already been in the show that had come back. Um but yeah. Uh, so all right. So what didn't you like about season 2? <laughs> Least favorite uh moments uh one was i guess they they whole april curtis i like i like rebecca don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. i do like her but it was it wasn't the same without patricia in some in some respects in some respects there were episodes that could have really used patricia's character and then there were episodes that could have used Rebecca's character, and then I think there would there would have been episodes that could have used them both at the same time. Yeah, that would have been interesting to see how Bonnie and April would get along if they would. Um, you know, as we said in the in the um, in the season one recap, Bonnie as a character, uh, she. Um, by the end of season one, she kind of came to grow on us because she finally just, you know, dropped her cold shoulder bit towards Michael and kind of warmed up to him and kind of warmed up to the audience as well. With April, I found that she was already warming up to the audience. It wasn't like a stone cold, oh, you're just the instrument for my car. Yeah. You know, thing. Which is what Bonnie had in the beginning of season one. Right. And I liked that April was a little bit more flirty and stuff like that. I can see why you wouldn't necessarily like her all the time, but for one season. And I, I think that she played the emotional parts uh, with Garth and Goliath. I think she did that very well. Yes, she did. She um, was excellent with those. Yeah. Yes. So... Anything else you didn't like about season two? Um, there were, I think there were some things that, like, I I don't know, maybe Big Iron. We all know what the episode was about, but if you weren't a fan of Knight Rider, people would look at this that at that at that episode and go, "Why does that need to be in here?" Yeah. Um. The let's see. What else? I think another thing that actually kind of surprised me was the two parter and I'm 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 right now not looking at what the name of it is. But it has it had huh? Mouth of the Snake. Yeah, Mouth of the Snake. Um yeah. I it's a great episode. It had lots of action. Um, but that was more of a David Dalton episode than it really was a Kit and Michael episode. I, I just think that that could have been taken out and, and left out. I mean, I, I didn't mind it so much, you know, watching it as a kid. I didn't mind it so much watching it now before I looked back on the information of what it actually is. Which it was, as we've stated before, it's kind of like a backdoor pilot into giving, um, I forget what the actor's name is off the top of my head, but giving that character his own series. The only problem is, because I did look this up before we recorded, Yeah. the only problem is Code of Vengeance was the pilot that was going to be the David Dalton series. 
they took away his six million dollar man abilities. They they took away all his gymna- He was just an order- ordinary guy. That's why that pilot failed. That's why he never got his series off the ground because they took away the coolest thing about the character. Did they air that? I don't remember it ever being aired. Um, let me look. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I just wondered because I I never heard any as a kid. I never heard any advertisements about it. Yeah, I never heard you know any anything about it it was just we saw this this guy in Knight Rider who could you know swoop in and basically help Michael Knight out you know kind of like the six million dollar man does and and whatnot according to Wikipedia spinoffs and sequels Code of Vengeance the two-part episode Mouth of the Snake served as a backdoor pilot for a 1984 series to be called all That Glitters. Rejected by NBC, the lead character and actor were recycled for the short-lived 1985-86 series called Code of Vengeance, revolving around Charles Taylor, who is the actor, as Vietnam veteran David Dalton. The Knight Rider episode featured Dalton exhibiting great gymnastics not unlike the $6 million man, Sans Bionics, but when Code of Vengeance aired, Dalton was an ordinary skilled drifter. It soon fell off the schedules after only two two-hour movies and two one-hour episodes. So it had two individual two-hour films and two one-hour episodes. So it basically had six episodes total, I would say. Yeah. And it just kind of fell off. Yep. Didn't last at all. Mm. Um, So there you go with that. Yeah. Um, Mouth of the Snake is okay. I liked it for the fact that I don't know. I I see why you don't like it, but I liked it for the fact that it's it's too it's confusing like, to follow. In, yeah, in some little bit. In some respects, it is too confusing to follow. And yeah. also, the other thing I did not like is they did not show Rebecca in every single episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, if Rebecca is you know obviously supposed to be the mechanic for Kit. Um, why don't you have her in every episode? Yeah, that's true. So that, that's, you know, that's one of the least, fit, you know, favorite moments for me there. It's just different, different little nitpicks. Yeah. For me, the, looking at my episodes, we love list, which we'll get to here in a bit. Um, looking at that list and looking at the list of the episodes that we hate it. There were more episodes that I liked in season two than hated, but at the same time, there were way too many individual corrupt towns, judges, cops. Yes. There were way way too uh, many season, of that. Season two has, let me just look here really quick. Season two, out of uh, 24 episodes, you know, there are maybe, I'd say, 18 of those are too many like corrupt town i mean it just i would have liked to have seen more story based stuff like goliath and goliath returns stuff like soul survivors you know stuff you know stuff like that i would have liked to have seen actual more storytelling done than just hey this is the villain of the week yeah you know um, and I know we've talked about it before, but I had to, I, I had wrote this down, the lackluster season finale episode. Yes, we've already talked about it. Yes, Big Iron on its own is fine, but as a season finale, it, it's it not a flopped. good episode. 
It was yeah. not. It was not. It, it should not have been put as the last episode. I mean, we've discussed that, but yeah. it it just didn't work. You know, like like we've discussed before, if there were some episodes that had been switched around, um, then it would make more sense. It would have made more sense. Exactly. So we are going to get into our favorite characters after this. It wasn't a fair fight, April. It was like putting Sugar Ray in the ring with an overgrown heavyweight. I'm sure it was, Kit. It won't happen again, I can assure you of that. Well, it better not. We've got you patched together with scotch tape and bailing wire as it is. If I ever see that snout-nosed ignoramus again... You better hope he's heading in the opposite direction. I'm already reviewing my computer logs of our confrontation. In a matter of hours, I'll know everything there is to know about that banana-headed bovine. You tell him, kid. So now we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite characters. Uh, favorite characters, obviously, Michael and Kit and Devin. Those are, you know, go without those saying. Go without saying, yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, April, seeing Stevie again, uh, Garth and Adrian are my favorites. What about you? Garth, Adrian, April, Stevie. Um, those are my favorite characters. Um, obviously, the original, you know, the, you know, Devin, Michael. Mm-hmm. Kit, you know, yeah. Um, there weren't too many characters, too many one-off characters in season two that just kind of showed up in an episode that I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, and there weren't too many villains um, that I really like. Okay, I like in a good night's work that. Um, that they kind of tie in the the story of Tanya, yes, with with Cameron Zachary. I like Cameron Zachary as a villain, but I wish they would have paid a little bit more attention to the story or found a way to somehow in Night of the Phoenix, if Tanya just took a call from someone that we didn't know about, but right. we knew that there was someone else besides her and besides um, the head of security guy, yeah, Wilson, Wilson, you know. If we knew that there was someone behind the scenes, a good night's work would make a hell of a lot more sense. Um, but I do like Cameron Zachary for for that role. Um, let me see here. We'll see uh, him again later in season four. Oh, will we? Mm-hmm. I, hmm, interesting. Uh, all I will say is voodoo. I'm not going to. Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's back. Okay, so... He was okay in a good night's work. Now he goes to the shittiest episode. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know what? I hated it too. <laughs> I I swear to God, I am almost tempted to m- just switch. In in the episode order as we review them, I swear to God, I am I am so <laughs> tempted to just switch Voodoo Night with Scent of Roses. I, want I swear to. to God. I want to. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> This is how it should have been done. Yes, damn it. it should have. Even even, even David said that. He, yes, David <laughs> did say that. He said it. It 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 made more sense. Yes, uh, but I will say I like the um, I like the characters in uh, Brothers Keeper, which is the one where uh, the whole I like that whole story in Brothers Keeper. I do too. Uh, that was very. That was the one with the the, the two brothers and the bomb and. That's, oh, yeah. I fell in love with this woman. Uh, no, I loved you know the whole. I loved I, her first before you and I. Yeah, like you yeah, yeah. 
Um, as far as sibling least favorite rivalry, character, pretty much. Uh, what are you gonna say? Sibling rivalry, pretty much, is what I was. Yes. Yes. As far as least favorite characters, um, all of the corrupt cops. Too many storylines with them. <laughs> it's. Just, I'm sorry to keep harping on that, but it's true. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of the other um, favorite characters, and even though this woman did not come back to do a another character, it was the lady who played the the blind lady in Blind Spot. I liked that episode. Um, least favorite character? Wow. Yeah, I have to agree with you on the corrupt cops thing. That just um, that didn't. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like okay, we do this in season one where there's there's a town that's corrupt and a police officer that's corrupt and yada yada, and then you see it again in season two and it's like all right, once was enough. Why are you putting it through the blender again? I mean, I guess an argument could be made that oh well, Michael. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. Michael has to help everyone, or Michael has to help the everyman, or whatever else, and you know. But still, it just. I don't know, maybe it's because nowadays I expect more out of my television writing as far as story-based plots and all that stuff, and, and just watching it again and seeing all these... But it's like one after another after another. Sure, they put a twist, oh, the judge is in charge, but there's still corrupt cops. And I don't know, it's so weird. Well, I don't... Uh, have we, we haven't moved up to the least favorite episodes yet, because if we haven't, I'll no. save this. Okay, I will save this note then. That I... <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, speaking of which, we are going to get into that with uh, favorite and least favorite episodes after this. Like the nursing kid, huh? Electronically speaking. I'm pulling his water wings. He's lucky he didn't sink. We're both lucky. This synthesizer's faulty, and there'll be no more aquatics until the entire system's been rebuilt from scratch. Just when I was beginning to enjoy the water, too. No more swimming for you, buddy. Ah, I see you're lifting the anchor. About to get underway, are we? Kid? Michael, I do believe April is becoming more parent than technician to me. Why do you say that, kid? Well, when I objected to the water, I was told to go in. And now that I've begun to like it, I'm told to stay out. Isn't that motherly? <laughs> motherly? You got that right. <laughs> Mother, now listen, you two. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episodes we like and dislike. For me, on the side of episodes we like, uh, the Goliath two-parter, absolutely awesome. Great. Very, very interesting. More backstory for the Knight family, the quote-unquote Knight family. <laughs> um <laughs> Brothers Keeper, kind of like what we just said a few minutes ago. Uh, I really like that storyline. I know you didn't care for this one that much, but I still, I still like Soul Survivor because it does introduce us to. Um, I watched it again, and I could see 
a little more kind of where you were coming from? It it's the music, man. The music <laughs> is, just like it knocked him out, it knocked me out. That's what it was. It was the music. Um, Don did an excellent job with that. <laughs> yes, he did. That was very, very interesting. Whee! Yes. Uh, nightmares for the fact that, you know, it, it, Michael is no longer Michael Knight. He is Michael Long. He loses his memory, and that's, that's an interesting way to go with that. Goliath returns to Broder, where we've got uh, uh, Adrian coming back, and she's been supposedly behind the, the Goliath project from the beginning, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I like that one. I like Mouth of the Snake for what it is, but at the same time, I don't think I'll be going back to watch it anytime soon. Um, it, it It's a good episode. It tells somewhat of a decent story. It's kind of more on the line, along the lines of, oh, it, it's a mystery episode to me where you've got so many twists and turns you don't know what's happening and that that to me is kind of cool it kind of reminds me of the old uh uh mystery filmmaking type of stuff like um it, mouth of the snake is as bad as this is going to be it actually reminds me of a tv version of man with the golden gun oh good lord duh. shut up no <laughs> shut up uh... <laughs> that uh no I, no shut no, up man with the golden gun is cool no i'm not knocking it no by not but it's just the 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 con the concept right i'm not i'm not knocking it it's just the concept because i wouldn't think that anyone else would remember that <laughs> man with the golden gun was one of the coolest roger moore james bond movies yes ever. it was all right uh and finally obviously let it be me uh what about you what episodes did you like on let season it, two let it be me obviously uh the the two both of the goliath two parts yeah um merchants of death was one of my favorites and the reason being was because we actually did get to see into a little bit of devin's past and um you know I, I I liked that. Obviously, Blind Spot was one of mine. Brothers Keeper was another. Um, right. Now that I've actually seen, you know, what went back and watched Soul Survivor again, um, I do agree with you, TFG, uh, about yeah. a lot of what you were saying when we uh, talked about it at first. Because I was like, nah, nah, I'm not, nah. And then when I when I when I went back to watch it, I'm like, okay, I I could see this. Um, yeah. Nightmares was one of my favorites, and you're going to disagree with me, but that's fine. Race for Life. <sighs> it just <laughs> doesn't. I see where you're coming from with it, but. At the same time, race for life, man. That that's no. I I I understand where you're coming with it, but again, it's because I have those you know the memories memories of when I watched it as a kid and everything else, and it just isn't like in reality. It's like raining, and then you watch it, and it's like it's raining on TV, and it's like oh my yeah, yeah. What other episodes? Um, I liked Mouth of the Snake for what it was. I really kind of wish it had taken off into its own deal, but you know that that was then. This is now. Um, so, uh, um, a good night's work. I like it, but i I think it could have. I think it could have tied into like you were saying, Night of the Phoenix, yeah. one, 
and uh, you know things of that nature. Yep. All right, so let's get to the episodes we can't stand. For me, I only have one that I had written down that just one I just absolutely just did not care for whatsoever. The rest of them, as much as I complain about the corrupt cops and all that stuff, all that stuff, I get it. It's it it's it's eighties fanfare. That's that's what they had to work with. That's the writing that they did. But there is one episode of the entire season that I just will never watch again. I wish that the master tapes for this episode would burn in hell. Return to Cadiz. I hate this episode. It's the the one with... Kit the Cat? Yes. Okay, well, we'll get to Kit the Cat in a second. Well, okay, Uh, Return to... Okay, I won't say that I hate Kit the Cat, but we'll discuss that in a sec. Return to Cadiz, I could see your discomfort, displeasure, whatever whatever you want to use. Um, It's not... It's not Knight Rider fashion. This is the oh. precursor to Baywatch. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. That's kind of scary. It is, but, you know. Oh, God. I, I'm thankful they never did this because I know by the 90s, my, uh, Michael, um, David wanted to uh, distance himself or whatever, do something else new. Uh, besides being associated with Knight Rider, but it would have been so awesome if they did a time travel episode where Mitch Buchanan and, and Michael Knight met each other. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, he had been associated with Knight Rider for four years, and yeah, and pl- yeah, and plus all the, all the yeah, um, no, but Return to Cadiz, it's. It's not a Knight Rider episode. It it's a very generic episode. And it turns out that oh, the famous author is um you know, he's the one who's corrupt. He's the villain. Yeah, that that was just dumb. So what ones don't you like? Well, okay, there are there are a few things in Kit the Cat that I don't like. Okay. Um one of which is okay, you're supposed to be okay. Females can be cat burglars, males can be burglars, whatever. Um, but you got to get the butler involved on on that one. Um, obviously, the second part of it I didn't like, and we've already discussed it was the corrupt cops uh, deal. The other episode I did not like was uh, the Ring of Fire. Um, I, I just. <laughs> I understand what the message behind it was. Yeah. I understand what the message behind it was, but um, that didn't need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> anything else? I can't think of anything. I, I, you know, no, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, overall thoughts, kind of closing out, uh, overall thoughts on season two. What are your overall thoughts on the entire season? Season two was just like season one. It had its good moments. It had its great moments. It had its flat moments. But you could look past the flat moments and the, and the okay, oh my God, why did you create this moments? And, and say, you know, season two was just like season one. So, you know, it... Season two began on a high note. It ended on a flat note, but it tried. 
you know, and I, I, I have to say that about season two. Yeah. Same thing for me. Uh, season two had a bunch of great handful of great episodes. Um, I think they, with the change up in mechanics with April from, from, from Bonnie to April, I think they added something new and something different to it. Um, you know, uh, so there is that. Um, I do like that through each season they're adding new and different abilities to Kit, so that's always cool. Right. Um, uh, what else? Um, I like that we kind of do see more of Michael's past in certain episodes, and that will continue in season three a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's interesting. Overall, season two was good. Um, there weren't any Mickey characters, so that's always good. <laughs> Yay. That was one of the worst things from season one. Uh... Yes. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for us here on the season two recap. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back to close the show after this. Now I'm a mobile mailbox. Welcome to a collaboration between the GeekCast Radio Network and the Pop Culture Network. This is From the Command Center, the podcast. I am your host, TFG and Mike from the GCRN, and joining me is Zordon himself. Uh, oh, wait. I mean, Scotty Cash. That's right. Scotty Cash from the Pop Culture Network. And today we're introducing you to the audio version of From the Command Center, the podcast that will tell our intake on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the episodes, the seasons, and all that other good stuff. So let's say you're looking for a podcast of your favorite 80s comic books, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, etc. Where are you going to go to find us? Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. That's right, everybody. We're the Star Joes. We host a podcast called Star Joe's Podcast, where we talk about your favorite comic books, your favorite toys of all the 80s properties. Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Thundercats, Voltron, you name it, we cover it. If it's in the 80s, we will we'll cover it at some point. Yes, yeah, so what you want to do to find us, you can go to iTunes, you can go to www.starjoes.com. And remember, the Force will be with you, because knowing us is half the battle. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast, 
Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. For you, the listeners of Beyond the Night, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Use audibletrial.com slash geekcastradio. All right, so season two is behind us. And we'll uh, we'll be finding out what what will be in store for us in season three next week. Uh, What have you got? What what do you got going on? Why don't you pimp out your stuff? (laughs) Well, you guys can check me out on sky106.net. That is our website, www.sky106.net. I'm actually going to be doing two shows this weekend. Um, the radio show that I do is called, um, music man's mayhem and it consists of some old school stuff. So if you guys are into the old school stuff and pop and other things like that, you can check myself out as well as another co-host who has been hosting with me for quite some time. Her name is Michelle, but she goes by mischievous Michelle. So she's part of the crew now. Uh, you can check that show out every Saturday night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. We will also be doing it again this Sunday, a week from today. Um, so depending on when this actual podcast gets put up and things like that. Um, on the night airs every Wednesday on the Geekcast <laughs> Radio Network. I thought you knew this shit already. I knew, but, you know, since we're recording it Sunday. Um, but anyway, uh, we're doing it a week from Sunday, being today. Uh You'll hear us again from 9 p.m. until 12 a.m. Central, which, of course, in Eastern Standard Time would be 10 to 1 Eastern. So there you go. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, add us to MSN, even though Microsoft is shutting it down. But I'm just putting it out there because that's what we got right now. Okay. Little note here. Yes. MSN Messenger is dead. It is now Skype. Because Microsoft. Yes, I know. Skype. Yeah, I know that. But they still—they're shutting down the messenger services in March. So it's not completely converted yet. I just thought I'd help you with that. <laughs> well, I know it is converted because I did got they an email. Convert it? Did they? Yeah. Okay. Did they... I got an email the other day saying if you update your messenger. Uh, and actually, a friend of mine on Facebook uh, told me this, too. Said that uh, I went to update Messenger, and it immediately uninstalled it, installed Skype, and I now lo- the, the dude lost all his Messenger oh, conversations. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, okay, so that, that helps with that, but... At any rate, folks, www.sky106.net's the website. Check it out. Listen to me and all the other great DJs. And if you like us, please send us feedback. Please follow us on Twitter. Most of the time we look at the Twitter anyway. So uh, just look us up there and uh, tell us you know, what you like, what you don't like. If you've got some show suggestions, we'll definitely take them under advisement. Awesome. All right. Thank you for joining us here on Beyond the Night. There are several ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Email us, feedback at geekcastradio.com. 
Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Uh, yeah, hopefully in 2013 we will be getting this rectified. Uh, I will be talking to Steve tomorrow, and we. what's going to end up happening is, in order for us to get a, an, an approval from iTunes, we have to change the end of the RSS link. So instead of it being feedburner.geekcastradio slash whatever it is, it, it has to be... The, the tail end of the link, instead of saying Beyond the Night, it has to say something else, and then we can change it back. Um, but I am fully planning on getting Beyond the Night into iTunes this year, even if I have to go to California and blow iTunes up. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Beyond the Night is the show Twitter. Mine is TFG and Mike. Uh, become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash network. Uh, call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Night and wish you'll join us next time where we'll be reviewing the first three, technically four, episodes opening Knight Rider Classic Season 3. Those being Night of the Drones, Two-Parter, Ice Bandits, and Knights of the Fast Lane. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... The Music Man 08, Dion... Kit, close the show. On second thought, Devin, maybe some wine is exactly what I need. And Michael, keep that thing away from me. Michael Knight, a lone crusader in a dangerous world, the world of the Knight Rider. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.